Discord. Yeah, so. Anyways, yeah, I. Marchi, I called I called Kevin yesterday and I was telling him about a problem that I have that that just started. Every time August comes around and we start getting preseason NFL games, I I have this weird feeling that we're going to go 12 and 0. I know that it's the dumbest thing ever to think that, but does that ever happen to you? I know it happens to Kevin. Does that ever happen to you? Like <laughs> you just can't see us losing a single game. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I just, it's just tough. It's tough to go 12 and 0. Um, it means like pretty much we, we, we've, the ball just was bouncing our way like the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, you know, talented teams, they can get away or not even get away with it. They can sustain that when, you know, there's going to be some games where we win convincingly. There's going to be some games where, some, you know, it's going to be some, you know, 50-50 plays that we're going to have to make to win. And you just don't win all of those. Um, I definitely don't expect us to go 12-0. and 0. Um, I do. I mean, I, 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 I really hope, I think there's a, I mean, I always think there's a chance that it can happen, but I just, uh, it's very slim, especially with mm-hmm. the new, with the new quarterback, um, you know, new pieces, uh, at the skill position and things like that. Um, and even when we've had, you know, good teams, you know, we've still, you know, lost games that maybe we shouldn't have, or, you know, just tough, tough games where we didn't, you know, didn't play well or something like that. So, sure, yeah. Just it, look, at, it, look at last year versus twenty twenty, real similar teams. Yeah, you know, I mean, twenty twenty, you know, of the ball kind of bounced our way in a lot of games, or we we just made those necessary plays to, you know, win the tough games. Like for instance, that Texas game on the road, we made those. Um, we made those play those winning plays, and then last year I think we didn't we didn't do that in some games. You know, like West Virginia, Texas Tech. Uh, you could even say the Iowa game. Like it just it's a lot of games that you could say that hey, we didn't pretty much make the plays to win the game. So um, that's just that's if I had to you know say we were going to go twelve and zero. I think I think you know we could win the conference but that's you know that's if we we've got to come out the gate showing that we're a team that's for real <laughs> yeah yeah trust me i know we're probably not going to go 12 and 0 and we'll talk about this more next week because we're going to be doing this schedule breakdown but i know we're probably not going to go 12 and 0 that'd be absolutely insane there will be betters in Vegas who win a ton of money that bet on Iowa State going 12 and 0. Right. We're picked to be like eighth or seventh or eighth in the league this year. But like, <laughs> I just was, I was just looking at the schedule and by on my break yesterday, I was like, I don't see how we go. I don't see how we lose one game on this. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. break it down game by game. A guy can justify about anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last year before every game me and kevin were talking about about it and i think we predicted every single game that we would win it so we should have gone 12 and 0 but anyway kind of starting off the show 
today we're going to talk about the defense. We're going to do our little defensive preview here. We're going to talk about the guys you can expect to see start, some guys that are going to be the backups, um, guys that you can expect to see on the field, new faces, yada, 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 all sorts of stuff like that. But before we begin, I kind of want to uh, let everybody know that I got a really good suggestion from one of our listen listeners today about kind of how we should do this podcast. And it's from one of our really good listeners, Jen, and she wanted to know, um, once we bring up a new guy, like maybe uh, Blake Thompson or a Colby Reader or somebody, somebody who's going to get a lot of playing time this year, uh, but they're, they're just a brand new face or there's somebody that hasn't really gotten a lot of playing time in the past. Maybe they've been waiting, waiting in the wings. If we could tell them, a tell her and the other listeners a little bit more about them. Um, because that's that's something that I've noticed from a lot of Iowa State fans uh, that we kind of care we care more about the background of our players, where they're from, where they went to high school, school, how they grew up, all that kind of stuff. We we definitely take pride in our Iowa guys too. Um, there's actually a funny story, um, if I may, and. I was got to be really vague about this, really vague about this. I was talking to a player affiliated to Iowa State that told me one time <laughs> that he was on a visit to a college, a Power Five college. He was on a visit, and that coach told him that their fans do not view their the athletes as people. They only view them as players and they, they don't care about them as per people or personally, they only care about them as players. And that's kind of why that's, that's something that I really like about Iowa state is I think that we kind of embrace our players as people. We, we hope that they do well after, after they play for Iowa state. So yeah, by by all means, Jen, we we will tell you all about the guys that that are coming in and new faces. So, I'm I'm excited. Where do you guys think we should start? Let's start at the line of scrimmage and work our way out. Don't you think? No. Sure, we can do that. Any particular position, Kev? <laughs> How about that nose tackle? All righty. So we got a few few guys that we can look at for for the nose tackle. Um, obviously, we lost uh, guys like uh, any. We lost any. He was he was kind of our pseudo nose tackle out defense uh, defensive end guy um, that would play both positions um, throughout the season. We lost him to the NFL. He went to the Broncos. Um, but we have two guys returning, J.R. Singleton and Isaiah Lee. Yeah. Um, I guess to start this out, I kind of want to start out with what do you guys think – what would you guys grade last year's defensive tackle unit? What, what kind of grade would you give them? And, and then for this year, what kind of grade would you predict giving them? with the talent that we have. Oh. I mean, we're talking about last year's group. 
Yeah, last year's group. Kind of like so we kind of knew what we we could expect with them. Um and like kind of just kind of gauging about how how good they did and then kind of what to expect for this year, like giving a letter grade, if you may. I'd probably say just the solid B. Okay. Think uh Will McDonald um creates a lot of havoc. He's obviously uh a bright spot for us. He's an all-American type player. He, he could be potentially be a first round pick. But I think everyone else, I don't I didn't think, in my opinion, we generated enough pass rush. I think that costed us in a couple of games that we played last year that we lost. Um and even had us in some tight games last year as well. Um I think the defensive line as a whole, I think they're a solid group. I just think they can do more as far as getting to the uh get to the quarterback more often, um, being more disruptive in the in in pass rushing. Um, because I think our run defense was really good. I think we were very solid there, um, especially on teams that focus on just running the football. But when it came to the teams passing the football, we just didn't generate enough pressure uh at the line of scrimmage to, you know, make the quarterbacks be, you know, feel rattled i guess you would say feel rattled um and so that's something i feel like we we definitely should work on and definitely should be talking about because it, it could be a, a real advantage for us if we do so yeah I, i'm assuming isaiah lee is going to be our starting nose tackles that, that'd be a good assumption yes yeah. so um whoever he's got giving him breathers if it's jr if it's maybe Maybe, maybe Tyler on yet. I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, that rotation versus – I think Annie's going to be a huge miss from last season. Oh, yeah. Will got all the accolades. He got all the attention. But Annie was definitely his his bat, or his or Robin to Will be in the mm -hmm. Batman, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, and there's a reason why Annie was picked in the fourth round. Yeah. I mean, that he was a load. He was – he was double teamed and triple teamed him and bo both him and Will McDonald were double teamed like every play, yeah. which it, it's something more overall of the defense. I would like to see us blitz more linebackers and safeties. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Right. But I, I, I totally agree with Marchie. We need to figure out a way to get a damn pass rush Two up two up. It, it is shocking to me that Will McDonald is as productive as he is when we only rush three guys and not trying to diss on anybody because Zach Peterson was a really, really outstanding player for Iowa state, but he was not a pass rush specialist. And he, and he was really good. He was not your pass rush specialist at you're not your edge rusher who goes after the quarterback every play. He was definitely more of a, both d did both really good, but didn't he wasn't going to be in the backfield every play terrifying the quarterback. It is shocking mm -hmm. that Will McDonald, he, I mean, he's going to break the record from Von Miller this year. He might even break the NCAA record. Now he'd have to have a crazy, crazy season to do so. But I, to me, I would say that they probably did a B plus last year with Will McDonald being an A A plus. He, he, Will McDonald can kind of 
you can kind of lose him in the run game a little bit, but just in the pass game, he's an A++++. He's getting after the quarterback. For defensive tackle, I, I think you're right, Kev, where I can see Isaiah Lee and J.R. Singleton getting the bulk of the snaps. They're going to rotate a lot. They're very, they're very sound players. We're going to miss any a lot. They're very sound players. But another guy who I bring up is a guy, Dominic Orange. Sure. He's a true freshman. Um, there's two true freshmen that came in as defensive tackles. One of them, it's up in the it, – Hunter Dale, it's up in the air whether he's going to be a center or a defensive tackle. Uh, it's something that they're trying to figure that out, and I wouldn't be surprised if he'll, if he'll play center – uh, and that will be his position in college. He's he's an excellent he's an excellent offensive lineman, and I kind of hope that he does become a center. But another guy, Dominic Orange, who has been here for, since the spring, he's from Kansas City. He went to Kansas City North High School, I think, on the Missouri side. Um, Four star recruit. He got he had offers from all over the country: Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, Texas A&M. You name it, he had it. He picked Iowa State very late in the cycle. He came here in the spring. When he came in, he's about, I think he's like six foot three, six foot four, about that. He came in at 370 pounds. He's down to about 345, 350. But what I saw from him in the spring, um, from the two spring practices that we are allowed to, he is going to play this year. He might only play eight snaps a game. But he's going to be very difficult to keep off the field because from what I what I saw from him, I didn't see speed, but I saw a lot of quickness and the ability to get off the ball quick and to and to uh, shed those blocks really, really quick. Now, he, and he's going to like he's going to get into the pocket or the backfield or whatever you call it. He may not get the quarterback down because the quarterback is probably going to be faster than him. But the he's going to ruffle the quarterback's feathers where the quarterback is going to have to get out of the pocket. And that's where that's where it can and he, he's going to totally blow up the play. I'm very all excited about All he's got to do is all he's got to do is push him towards Will and he'll take care of the rest. Yeah. Now, whether he'll have the endurance to be able to stay in for more than a couple of snaps at a time. I mean, shit, he's almost three times my weight. <laughs> I'm not saying I got a high-level college body by any means. I mean, he's weak. He he's he's dropped his weight quite a bit. I think if he's like if he gets down to like 315, it's over. Like he is I saw a lot of talent out of him. Now, a lot of talent. Now, he, what, do you he, guys, what do you guys think of – one of the things I've been thinking about over the offseason was how we can get a beefier presence up front if we're going to stick with this three-man front. Talking about playing a team like Iowa that wants to play that yeah. power game or, or talking about a team like Baylor that wants to attack that off tackle. Well – Could, could – could somebody like Blake Peterson move just to outside and chew up one of those linebacker spots and we can bring in some another big boy in there just so we have almost a, a four-man front? Well, you, you can look at it kind of how Alabama runs their 
defense mm-hmm. where Alabama runs a three, four. Um, but one of their outside linebackers is kind of like, kind of like a pseudo defensive end. Yeah. Uh, Florida used to do it this way as well. I mean, you probably don't remember this guy, but back in around the early, like the, in the early 2010s, when Bama was winning all those titles back to back, they had a guy named Courtney Upshaw, who was a, technically for their defense was an outside linebacker, uh, but he was 6'4", 275. Oof. And all he would do is rush the passer. We, there may be a way to have one of the linebackers rush the passers. We used to blitz a lot more. We used to, in 2017, we used to blitz Willie Harvey all the freaking time. I don't really, I don't know how, if we've gone away from that, if our guys just haven't been able to be successful at it lately, or if we're, if we're totally just sticking with rushing three because Will McDonald can get the job done. I mean, shit, he had like 14 sacks last year. I, I do think that when we watched, when we would watch our games and then you'd watch us against Oklahoma and they just are murdering Purdy the whole game. I mean, it's like playing two different games to me where they, they were in our backfield the entire fucking game. And if we, if we had the, if we have the ability to do that, we are going 12 and 0. It comes full circle. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer for you, Kevin. Um, it seems like we would have to go to a four-man front. I'm not. I'm not going to give that hypothetical because I have no idea. I don't see us even. doing it. I mean, I. I yeah. wouldn't mind seeing it once in a while, but I don't see us doing it. N- knowing Matt Campbell from his press conferences and other things that he's done. He's going to go the route of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm not even going to hype up that hypothetical. No. I'd love to see it, though. (laughs) But I'm just nitpicking. I I don't have huge complaints about our defense in previous seasons. The only thing that's got me a little worried is that it seems like damn near half the conference is cheating off of our playbook. And so – some of what makes us unique is going away by shittier versions, Kansas, giving them the same plays. How do you think that all these, so the defense has worked really well. How do you think that like offenses are going to attack it? Are they going to run more? Run outside and pass to the flats. I mean, I'll mention the West Virginia game. I won't go off on it. Fucking hell. But that's a whole nother position group that that the line wasn't going to solve that problem. No, no. He, he was releasing the ball way too fast. I don't care who you were. He, they could have let you right on through like a matador and you mm-hmm. still wouldn't have gotten to the daggy fast enough. <sighs> but at any rate. <laughs> Why the fuck did you have to bring up that game? Well, I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm trying to get over that game. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the defensive ends real quick. Just go yeah, down it. Um, unless you live under a rock, we have this guy named Will McDonald. 
he's going to be the starter for either right side or left side. I, I can't remember which side he's at. He actually plays on. Um, I think he plays on the right side. And um, we have the other one, which we're kind of starting out early here with, uh, with this, but I believe that this is the only like only position, the left end, this is the only position on the team where the coaches came into fall camp having no clue who's going to take the job. Mm-hmm. I, I, that is what I've heard, that, like, it's anybody's game right now. I, who, who I think could be the ones to take that. Um, Blake Peterson, who's been on campus, this will be his fourth season. I think he's a redshirt junior. Um or actually a redshirt sophomore with the COVID year. Anyway, he's from South Dakota. I think it's like Beresford, South Dakota. He was a four-star guy coming in. Um, we have another guy, transfer from Minnesota. His name's MJ Anderson. He went to uh, a school down, I think it's in Kansas City. It's like, it's Christian, Christian Brothers School or something. It's down in Missouri. Um Actually, it might be in St. Louis, somewhere around there. He's a transfer from uh, Minnesota. He got a bunch of – he got some playing time, uh, but he he had transferred here. And another guy I would talk about, I don't think he, – he's kind of a dark horse, uh, like, guy for the role, for the starting role. Tyler on Yedim, who kind of played – he's kind of in the mold of any. He's nowhere near as big as any. But he's kind of in the mold where he can play defensive tackle and defensive end. He's really long. He has good motor, good size to him. I think mm-hmm. he's on the outside looking in for that position. But he's definitely a guy who's going to get playing time this year. So who do you guys think is going to win this job? Uh, don't know, but I would, I would typically, (laughs) I don't really know, but I would typically lean towards, um, experience. I think Blake Peterson and probably be, I think he'll probably win the job. Um, just don't know if he'll be the starter for the full season. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also don't know, you know, the guys behind him, like MJ Anderson, um, because I, I, I thought MJ was going to be behind Will McDonald, um, but I have no idea. So who, the key to this whole thing is the key to really the whole defensive line is um, one, Will McDonald's going to be him, but he's also going to be the guy that everyone's going to key on. Of course. So who else is going to, who else is going to step up and be the other guy, the other end and on the nose as well that can provide pressure and that can withstand in the run game. Um, we, we're going to need multiple guys to step up, not just the starters. So I'm also interested to see who are the two guys um, in all three positions, um, because as we know, you're not going through a whole season where, you know, nobody's getting hurt or just circumstances happen to where, you know, you're going to need multiple guys and you're going to need multiple guys being ready to play, especially on the defensive line. You almost need like eight, nine bodies now. Um, but with us, since we only have three down linemen, um, you know, probably around six, seven bodies would, would be okay. But I think they, they probably want around eight or nine guys that can actually, you know, uh, play so they can provide some depth for us. Uh, 
But if I had to, if I had to guess, I'd probably say Blake Peterson early on. But it's a, it's going to be questionable to see um, if he will hold the job because I have heard that you know the other guys are probably a little bit more talented. It just hasn't clicked for him yet. Sure. Well, that sounds fair. Yeah. In in another guy who I'd also mentioned who I've heard has been doing a lot of good things. I just I just don't think he's ready yet. Is Joey Peterson? Joey Peterson is Zach Peterson's brother. Blake Peterson has no relation. So, um, I th- yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kev, you know all about this. Marchie, it was always a running joke as Iowa State fans that we were going to have a solid, solid defense for like the first half of the game back when Paul Rhodes was coaching. We were going to have a solid defense the first half of the game. And then... In that second half, kind of like near the end of the third quarter, all of a sudden the other team's offense will just start annihilating our defense. And the whole reason was we only played like four defensive linemen. The entire yeah, that, that, that was just running out of gas every single time. Yeah, yeah. it was our defensive linemen just getting gashed and like throwing up on the sidelines, just getting – yeah, like, and they never stayed out. Like, our offense couldn't stay on the field, so our defense was out there three quarters of the time. So, <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. Where we need like eight or nine guys to be rot- rotating in, um, and I think those are the guys. The guys that we mentioned, those are the guys that you can you can look forward to seeing. I'm I'm man. If I were to circle one guy that I'm like so pumped to see obviously Will McDonald but like Dominic Orange just from what I saw from spring practice he is he's the next one that I'm like he's going to be good in 2023 and 2024 he's going to be one of those guys getting a lot of accolades for that but we'll see how he can develop um so we can move on to linebackers yeah let's oh man so we lost two big guys to the NFL. We lost Mike Rose and we lost Jake Hummel. If I were to give a if I were to give a grade for last year, I'd probably give him a B plus. And that's more for the depth um, of the linebacker position. Not not necessarily. It was pretty top heavy. Uh, when when we put some of the some of the uh, uh, relieve guys, some of the reserves in that's when all hell broke loose. And you can see this in the Texas tech game when Mike Rose didn't play. Holy shit. I'll pump the brakes a little bit on that because yeah, I remember that game. (laughs) Do you? But, but, and and I remember the West Virginia one too, being that wasn't that the first one that, uh, that Rose was injured for. Was he injured or was that McDonald? I can't remember. Well, at any rate, yeah, Texas. We'll we'll run with the Texas Tech one for sure. Yeah, but he was definitely out. the Clemson game. He wasn't in there either, but we had time to prepare those mm-hmm. guys, and I felt like they were more than serviceable. Yeah, in their roles. So I think a lot of that was just were we overly reliant on Mike Rose just running sideline to sideline? Apparently, yes. But uh, when we had a month to finally figure out life without him it seemed like we did all right. So how do we build on that this season then? Yeah. The the thing that I would probably note about this, and I'm looking this up. um, 
to kind of get a real list of this. Um, the thing that I would note for the linebackers is we lost a ton of dudes to the portal. We lost a ton of dudes to the portal. We lost, let me, let me look down the list here. Uh, we lost Deshaun Davis. We lost Eric Horn. Both of those guys were kind of viewed as uh, the um, the reserve guys, the second string guys. We lost Arquell Smith. Um, and, like we lost three guys to the transfer portal. Two of them were guys who were getting significant snaps even just last year. Guys who we probably thought would step up for this year. But we had we had a transfer come in, and we've had a few JUCO guys. And kind of what my what I have realized from just looking at kind of how this staff operates, whenever we bring in a transfer or a JUCO guy, it kind of means that we we're, we need some depth or we need a stud player at that position. And from all accounts, what I've heard is that Colby Reader. If he's he might not be as good as Mike Rose, but he's right up there. His brother plays in the NFL for the Rams. He's just he, he just got a Super Bowl ring. Um, he came. He's a six-year player out of Delaware. Um, this is his year. This is his audition, and I think he said it himself. This is like him playing in the minor leagues. This is his audition to get to the NFL, and he's going to treat it as such. I would probably say that the other, the other two guys um, that are going to start is obviously Orion Vance, um, and the other guy, from what I've heard, would probably be Jerry Vaughn. He'll probably say take that weak side linebacker spot. Um, but there's a guy in the wings named Jacob Ellis, who comes from Iowa Iowa Western Community College. Um, on scholarship comes from Iowa Western Community College. He was the defensive player of the year in JUCO. He he had a ton of interceptions. He he's flying all over the place. He's a little bit on the smaller side at six one. We usually don't take uh, linebackers that are lower than they're shorter than six two. Yeah, but he's going to be a guy that's going to see the field a bunch. Um, other guys that are going to see the field, we have a walk-on in Kendall Jackson who's going to see the field a bunch. He's a senior. He's from right down – I believe he's in Des Moines. Um, comes from Des Moines. He's been on the team for, for ages. And then uh, the, the backup at the middle linebacker's backer spot, Orion Vance, um, the backup to me, I believe, is going to be Will McLaughlin, the true freshman Will McLaughlin from Harlan, Iowa. Ugh. From what I saw from spring practice, he 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 looks every bit the part. He's six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds. Just he's ready to go. Get right in there, fella. I can't wait. I think we're going to be fine at linebacker. I think we have a ton of talent, and I think that our two deep is filled with a lot of guys who know who know the playbook very well. Some of the guys have experience, but I think that all of them are very good cerebral players and will be ready to go. They won't be missing too many tackles. So I'm excited. <laughs> this is this is a very critical position for us. So 
I guess for that third linebacker spot, for that Jerry Vaughn spot, I guess what, what do you guys expect from that one? Do you guys expect Jerry Vaughn to be the, the guy at the end of the season, or is it going to be somebody like Jacob Ellis who won Defensive Player of the Year at Iowa Western? Like na- National Defensive Player of the Year. Well, there's a hell of a difference between a community college and the Big 12, though. Sure. Right. Um, I think Gary is is probably going to win the job. He's going to get the. He has the experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows. He's been in camps. He he kind of knows what's what's going on. Yeah. Um, if I had to just make my guess, um, it would be Gary. But I, I just don't know enough about this dude to probably take sure. him um, as well. So that's probably part of it. Uh, You've been to as but, many practices as I have then. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, I'm kind of just, you know, going off the ear, but I do think that that's a, another, that's a big question mark. Uh, I would say going into the year, just because, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a big spot that they're going to have to fill um, at linebacker. Uh, and I think it's, you know, it's a position to where, you know, if, you know, you can make plays, um, you'll get a lot of playing time. So, you know, and I don't know those guys see an opportunity to um, to make it. So it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, that's, that's you, pretty much all I got, know about that. Do you guys agree with kind of my too deep then? Or is there somebody else that you might think might step up and take take one of those spots? I, I got to agree with you. I'm curious to see Will McLaughlin. <clears throat> Dude is like a WWE wrestler. <laughs> I, I See, I can hear it now. I can hear it now. He's going to make like one really big play. <laughs> He's going to make one really big play in the SEMO game. And from then on, your uncle behind me is going to be screaming like, put Will McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're right, though, about you you mentioned that Missouri game. It's an important offseason for a lot of these positions where we're we're kind of having a changing of the guard. So Mm -hmm. who's going to establish themselves? Because after that, it's 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 real hard to change a coach's mind once they settle on something. Yeah, well, I mean, for for most of these positions, and like for DB, for linebacker, and shoot, for even the defensive line, like we rotate in guys a bunch. I when when we would do this stuff, talking to each other on the phone, talking about the Paul Rhodes days, it was like, okay, which eleven guys are playing all fucking season long? Sure. Now it's like we're playing. I don't probably not thirty, but we're playing close to 25, 26 players a game. We're rotating them in. Majority of these guys, they weren't even on the team last year. Like they were in high school, or some of them were in community college or somewhere else. Right. So it's I'm very interested to see early on in the season how these guys play, like right out the jump, because we need them. We need day one. We need them to be ready to go, and. It's something that we haven't really talked about in a, like a year or two is about all the 
like all the the turnover and the new faces. I mean, I mean, I remember us doing it last year and listening to some other shows talk about how boring their previews are because it's all the same dudes. Right. This year, I she have no I I have no idea what to expect. I I think that they're going to be good and crossing our fingers here. I think they're going to be good just by looking at their accolades from high school, their athleticism, their size, all that kind of stuff. There's just a ton of question marks. Like a guy like Cole Peterson, no relation to Blake or Joey. He's a guy from Leon. He's been on the team for a few years. Is he going? He's a, he was a four-star guy in high school. Is he it, linebacker? Is he going to step up and fight for one of those jobs? He's been injured the past two seasons. Is he going to step it up and be able to stay healthy and fight for one of those jobs? He's an incredible athlete. He's going to be healthy. That's the big question for him. And I, how how well are the how well are these new faces? The Will McLaughlin's, the Colby Readers, the the J, uh, Jacob Ellis's. How quickly are they going to catch on to the the defense? Now it's one thing to learn it in the the uh, the classroom. Mm-hmm. When you get out there playing in Iowa City against 70,000 fans and you're playing one of the most aggravating offenses in the entire world because they slowly cut you up. Can you bring that, the, the, (laughs) the, the classroom out to the field? And that's what I'm looking for, for this linebacker core. Can they make the damn tackle? Cause off more often than not last year with the big plays against us, it was, the two things was hap- that happened was a linebacker missed the tackle or a DB w- or a safety was out of position. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So that's kind of what I'm looking for for the linebackers. I think that we have a lot of new faces. We have a lot of really good talent in there. Um, Colby Reader, I believe, will be a stud for us. Obviously, we know what we have with uh, Orion Vance. It's really those other guys. Can they get up to speed quickly enough to compete this year? I think next year and the year after, we're going to be stellar. But we're not talking about next year. We'll talk about this year. Exactly. So. Who are you looking forward to, Kev? It just seems like we've been building and building. Every, every class you think you've got, You've got an irreplaceable guy, especially in our linebacking core. Yeah, chill out, chickens. And uh, we've just been coming back with better. So I, I, I am optimistic in these young guys that are coming through. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you're, you're talking about a true freshman, Will McLaughlin, making waves. Does he have the body? Does he have the stamina to be able to actually – be making meaningful minutes in November. I hope like hell yeah, he does. What about uh like Hunter Zenzen? Yeah, he's, he's a, another guy. Him in some minutes. He's a young guy, isn't he? Yep. Hunter Zenzen, Karsten Marshall. Yeah. yeah. It's, both, it, both guys it, who I could see getting snaps, definitely. It, it's 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 kind of me here. I'm kind of hitting the same drum here. That three three five, it's serving us well. 
are we starting to make a move to something? You mentioned the three, four, it's got the wheels turning. Mm -hmm. can, can we see some, can we put talent on the field by making that shift in the right situation? I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm always optimistic in our, in August. Yeah, but I don't know a damn thing. That's one of the things that we're we're talking about hypothetical here, and I know that we're probably we're going to play a three three five until it breaks. Yeah, but it's one of the things where I, if I were to talk to Campbell or John Haycock and say, "Well, you guys always say players formation plays that does that count for the defense as well?" Because there's some times where I would go, "We have four linebackers that you just can't keep off the field." where in some other positions might suffer. But, I mean, you're totally changing your whole scheme up. But does that mantra still apply to – that apply to the defense? We've had six months to make that change. Who knows what the hell they'll roll out. If they ran out of 4-2-5 first game, I, I would lose my shit because that – that yeah. I don't think we have the depth at line for that. Yeah. I, <laughs> that I'll three four this. sounds a lot more realistic i'll tell you this i'll tell you this i know people have been to practice and because i've fl floated this by by some people and i've and i've asked them are we going to a three three four four or a four three four and the person said we are definitely playing five safeties this year so well, we can put that to bed at least we can put that to bed we can hope for a four-two-five. <laughs> They're probably lying like uh, Campbell does when he's talking about injuries. Well, that's a whole different thing. But <laughs> anyway, right. how about that secondary? That secondary man. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, it came out. I kind of got to be a little vague with this because I don't want to blast anybody. The news came out like, oh, my gosh, all these guys are transferring. And I didn't want to blast anybody or anything. Definitely not publicly. But here you uh, go. Did, did we not watch the same games? Did we not see all the blown co coverages against Baylor and Iowa and West Virginia and Texas Tech? Yeah. Like... There's there's a play, there's a play like, like I think our our safeties was like a C minus. The the writing was on the wall this off season. It was they 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 knew their position was being taken by these guys that are coming in, mm -hmm. or had been in anyways. Your young guys, and so is strike while the iron's hot. Otherwise, I'm going to be second string. Don't. I mean, don't like, kid yourself. Bo was going to steal that safety spot, whether uh, kid yourself. What, what's what's his face that left? Um, Aishim. I yeah, Aishim. I <laughs> I about cried when Aishim went out for that targeting call in the Big Twelve Championship, but him leaving this winter didn't bother me a bit because I knew that we had a guy in in Bo that was. Every bit of him and then some is what I'm assuming. We'll talk about the players in a second, but I got to talk about this, man. Like, okay, let's do this. You watch, you watch 
the Iowa game over, and I like torturing myself, so I've watched that game over a few times. I like causing myself physical pain. <laughs> the, the first touched was it the first touch? No, it might have been the second touchdown early on in the game. I haven't watched it. <laughs> Charlie, yeah, yeah. Let's watch it tomorrow. Anyway, um, Charlie Jones gets a gets a touchdown. I think it was like right after that Purdy pick or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could be wrong. Charlie Jones gets a long touchdown, a crap throw from uh, a crap throw from uh, what's his name? Spencer Petrus or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, it wasn't a great throw, but he still, he still put it where he needed to for Charlie Jones to get it. You watch that. And you think that the problem is uh, Daytron Young. You think it's Daytron Young. Yeah. Daytron Young, he doesn't really do many favors or whatever, but he kind of does his job, where his job is to push Charlie Jones inside. Mm-hmm. Do not let Charlie Jones outside of you. Do not, do not, do not, especially on a deep, deep route. Do not, do not, do not let Charlie Jones outside of you. He does not let Charlie Jones outside of him. Charlie Jones does a deep post um, and splits Aishim and Daytron and scores a fucking touchdown. Aishim, I'm not trying to put individual, I am, but I'm not trying to necessarily put individual players on blast because I know that they're out there trying where the fuck were you? <laughs> you're letting a guy run into the end zone and you're at like the 15-yard line. I, I, I'm I putting some guys on blast, a lot of guys who left, so it might be I might be saying good riddance and this might not be as professional, but I'm giving a fuck – I'm giving – I, I need to stop swearing. I'm giving a defensive preview here. Hmm. Where if you want, I'm not going to tell you last year was all roses because it was not, especially the secondary, especially the secondary is not roses. The safeties, especially, were not roses. Aishim Young was not good in coverage. Aishim Young, you think like you think he's good because he can hit the shit out of people. He can speak. I mean, because he he demolished some guys against uh, West Virginia and Oklahoma. But, but, but so did so did Eisworth in that same role, and and so does Bo too in that mm-hmm. same position. So I think it's just a guy, a guy being told that he can run downhill when he sees the run. Yeah, and, and he and and that's just part of that job. And mm-hmm. so we're 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 keying him up to be able to make the big hit. All three of them have been able to deliver on that part of the gig. Mm-hmm. And if you are the middle, you're, if you're the free safety, you're the free safety, and on your assignment is to play like deep coverage, not necessarily deep coverage, but you're supposed to not let anybody behind you. I mean, Charlie Jones beat him by like 15 yards. Right. I. I what 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 do you what do you say, Marchie? You're a DB's coach, aren't you? Marchie had to step out for a second. Oh, all right, bathroom break. Yeah. So, so 
here's something I've been mulling around and and again, going back to your we're gonna go 12 and 0 because it's August conversation. I, sure. I, I'm I'm wondering is Anthony Johnson's move to that safety position part of a plan to supply extra pass first coverage in that in that center of the field with a guy that knows how to handle a one-on-one so that those corners on the edges can focus on those damn flats. Is this a tweak right here? I, I, we have, I have to be seeing a tweak in our defense this season. And, and I'm wondering, am, am I, am I lying to myself into something that isn't going to be, or did he just get moved because we needed him to move? I think this is a very loaded question that I'm not exactly sure of the answer. Cause are, are, are we going to rely now on, is he basically a corner that's playing in the middle of the field on an no, Island? No, 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 no. And he was, here's the thing about him. Cause a lot of people would think like, Oh, you're moving a corner to safety. That's not going to work out. There's a reason why it was corner. Anthony Johnson was a very, very physical corner, right? It physical in the way of when he tackled you, it hurt. Sure. And I think that the, I think that this move solves a lot of issues where we were very. I think that maybe if we're going to talk about players formation plays, mm-hmm. we probably had enough corners in the cornerback spot where we thought we are we have hemorrhaged we're hemorrhaging at the the safety spot, and we like who we have at the cornerback spot. Okay. At the time when the move happened, were we deep that deep at either no. But we need. I think we needed him to move the safety, and I think he's more. If he's he came back to go to the NFL, let's be real. Yeah, and so we were going to do our damnedest to help him. We're going to do our damnedest to help him, and whatever position he wants to play, let's play him. I think he's going to do really well because he just knows. He, I mean, he's got he's had so much experience. I believe in that. I mean, and, the player the player's got to do what he can to help the team, but if a coaching staff's worth a damn, they're going to reciprocate and help a guy who has a shot at making mm-hmm. a buck. Mm-hmm. Because it'll help them too. If they get a guy to the NFL. Exactly right. But I, why you don't want your, one of your surest tacklers on the team to be a corner. <laughs> you want to put him at a position where he's going to tackle dudes. Sure. I think he'll get the opportunity to do that at safety. I think, I think all of what you asked, I think those were all contributing factors. But when you, I mean, when you, when you go down this list of transfers, I mean, holy shit. So at, at safety, we had, and these are only the safeties, Craig Mm -hmm. McDonald, uh, DJ Miller. uh, uh, Here we go. I'm I'm scrolling down a list. Aishim Young. Yep. Himani King, Jaquan Amos, Verdell Edwards, um, like that's a that's a long list of guys. Where if you're only going to have maybe ten or eleven guys in a room, Craig McDonald, he was that late one, wasn't he? He was the very late one, and he went to Auburn. Yeah, um, I, it makes me think that he was. He was one that we wanted to keep. I mean, we these guys There's that left lot. weren't bad, they weren't trash. They they weren't bad or anything, but it 
he was one. I will say I, I got to figure out my phrasing for this. I will say it was surprise. It was a surprise when he left. Um, there's a reason why it took him so long to decide to leave. If he was looking to go for NIL or get a money grab, yeah. he would have left in January. He didn't leave in January. So take that for what it's worth. Um, like you, you watched the games last year. And one of the big frustrating thing, I know we're talking about last year a lot, but we're setting the stage here, people. Um, you you watched the games last year, and I just remember getting frustrated with Greg Eisworth, just going, "Damn it, why don't you make that play? You're right there." I, I, I did too. But I did here's too. The here's the thing that I realized: when you go back and you watch the game, like you watch the games over, like I stopped watching the games over after we lost to Baylor because I was just like, "Are we are we going to lose all these games?" <laughs> and hey, Baylor. <laughs> That's just where my pessimistic mind went. And then <laughs> the, the, later on in the week, I'm going to be like, we're Oklahoma. It's not going to happen. And, but the, wh- where am I going with this? Oh, yeah. Greg Eisworth, when you watch the game over, like I wa- I've watched every single game over. When you watch the game over, you go, oh, no, he was on the other side of the field. He he had to play like all three safety positions. Some yeah, of the time, he he had, he had the vision to realize where the ball was going, and he ran a third of the field over to yeah try to make the play, and so then he looked like the nearest miss. Yeah, I yeah I man. Yeah, I have some apologies to make for him for things. I have I some big out. time apologies. To make. <laughs> yeah, I man, but this is what I'll tell you. This is what I'll tell you, Cap. Mm. Um, let's talk about the safeties. Let's get into safeties. Okay. Obviously, we have Ashim Young leaving. We have Kimani King leaving. We have Craig McDonald leaving. We have oh, we have another guy that I even mentioned, Jordan Morgan. He left too. Um, then we had a bunch of other guys leave that may have been fighting for playing time, but may not have been getting it. Yeah. Here's what I have to tell you. I'm going to give you my MVP of the defense right now. You already know who it is. Say it. I got a pretty good idea. Say it. <laughs> is he, Say is it. he wearing number 17? You're damn right he is. <laughs> You're damn right he is. Bo Freeler, man. I mean, if you go back and you just watch that first, first drive for Clemson, I mean, he makes like every damn tackle. And he almost he almost sacks DJU in the back in backfield near the end of the drive. I mean, it's crazy. Do you do you think his? I mean, I'm kind of wrapping my head around the depth chart there in our secondary. Do you think his role changes? Is is there a linebacker that can do some of that? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Kev. I, I think I think if he's making all these crazy plays, just let him do it. I'm just seeing two to three deep across our three linebacker spots, and then 
how many Hold guys on. we have Hold in on. our D backs. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yeah. Bo Freeler. If you were to ask me who is who is name one player on your team, name one player on the team who you think will be a first round draft pick. It's not Will McDonald, Bo Freeler. Six foot two, 225 pounds, and the third fastest player on the team behind Darian Porter and uh, Eli Sanders. I'd tell you to pump the brakes, but it's the middle of August, so we might as well run with it. I, I'm not pumping the brakes because look what he did. <laughs> I mean, he told Aishim Young, take a seat, young fella. I, I believe I wholeheartedly believe that without being I mean, inside a single one of those conversations. I I believe that Aishim saw the writing on the wall and he knew he was gonna get his role taken from him. He absolutely saw the writing on the wall. Yep. He saw this guy is incredible. I mean, the thing that you need to know about Bo, and <laughs> maybe you, I don't know, whatever. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> He's a very humble guy. Mm-hmm. He is wired completely different than every other 18 and 19, 20 year old that I've ever met. Wired completely different. All he cares about is playing and playing good football. He started playing football his junior year of high school. His junior year of high school, after his junior year of high school, he got offers from Iowa State, Wisconsin, and then he committed. But then he got offers from Notre Dame. Ohio State, Oregon, Clemson, all over the place. He didn't right. he didn't list any of them because he's like, why would I list them? I'm going to Iowa State. I want to play. Like he came in knowing I want to get playing time my first year. And he did. And now he's gonna start. He is he's incredible. Well, we're lucky to have him. I know we that. are damn lucky to have him. He's like the perfect Wisconsin guy. He's like the perfect outside linebacker at Wisconsin. And thank God he's here. Um, somebody in the Discord said that we could talk for seven minutes about him. And I'm just going to screw with them and say, okay, that's enough talking about Bo. Bo is really good. Bo is really fast. He's great in coverage. I'm not worried about him at all. The two other positions – well, the two other positions, we talked about Anthony Johnson for a little bit. I think he will pick it up just fine. He's had the experience. This is his fifth year. Oh, yeah. If you're playing even. He saw the field his his true freshman year. I have no worries about him. It's that third safety position that everybody and, – and the depth, but it's the third safety position that a lot of people are like, what's, what's going on here? The two names that I would say to look out for that are kind of fighting for this role is Malik Verdon and Mason Chambers. I think the one who's going to win it is Malik Verdon. Malik Verdon is out of Ohio. He's a kid. He's an Ohio kid. Um, Quarterback in high school. He's like six foot four. Uh, Let me let me go look up what his weight is. He's like six foot four. Really good high school quarterback. He just couldn't really throw the football too well. He's one of those type of guys. That just ran all over the place, and yeah, and is he a sophomore? He is a he is a redshirt freshman. Okay, um, he he is one of the players on the team who he's one of like three players that 
Matt Campbell mentioned as having an incredible spring. Yeah, he's six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pounds. We saw that in the second practice. Uh, second spring practice that we could go to. And man, I love those spring practices. I hope we do more of them. Those are so fun. But (laughs) he annihilated somebody. I can't remember who the player was, but he annihilated them in one of the scrim in the scrimmage of that, of that game. And I was like, this guy, he has the instinct instincts. He has the coverage skills. He has the mentality to play like a linebacker we can play with this guy. This guy's going to be really good safety or really good, strong safety for us. I think he's going to be pretty good at blitzing. He's a big dude, very athletic. I think it took him a year to figure out, okay, how do I play the safety position? I mean, he had offers all over the place, Indiana, Iowa as well. And all other places he chose to go here. He was committed to like, I think he was committed to university of Miami, Ohio, at to play like quarterback and then we kind of stole him <laughs> but he's my guy who would be that third guy to be this in the starting role which is crazy that we have a sophomore and a redshirt freshman in our starting role so get used to these guys yeah it, it, it tees up well i mean this is a new era with Matt Campbell because if you if you were to say that in no. the Paul Rhodes era, you'd be like, we, "Oh shit!" Well, Here we, we go. We I I feel like we were just talking on the phone the other night about this sort of thing where I still had it in my head that he'll trust the old hat until it doesn't work, and you have to almost force him. And you, you were quick to remind me that that's changing this last season. That's changing, man. That's not how we operate anymore. Yeah, the best player plays. The best player plays because we're not playing for six and six anymore, my man. We're playing no. for titles of some sort. And we're not we're not gonna rely on old faithful. Right? Take me back to Dallas. I, I got a taste and now I want back. Let's go back to Dallas. Yeah, I didn't get to party right. It was COVID year. Yeah, that, that's what we were waiting for, right? We were waiting for the ability to pack that stadium. <laughs> yeah. uh, we knew they weren't going to let us storm the field like we should. We better storm the field when we win this year. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to need a better seat than up in the fifth row or fifth deck. I mean, whatever right. it was. Let's talk about the depth at this position because okay. that's the big question that everybody's listening to right now. They're going, hey, uh, you talked about the starters. Can you tell us about the depth? Because, like, we have nobody. All right. Let's talk about that depth. Obviously, we have Mason Chambers. Mason Chambers apparently shrunk five inches. <laughs> a little joke. He's 5'10", 200 pounds. He's from uh, Texas, somewhere in Texas. I don't even know where. We'll probably have to ask Mar- Marchy when he comes back. He was listed. At, the joke is he was listed at 6'3 last year, and now he's 5'10". Oh, really? Yeah. Did you lose your kneecaps, bud? Um, I I think they just got him mixed up with Craig McDonald and just threw a number on. But anyway, um, other guy, I think he, he will see at the strong safety and possibly free safety position. He'll he'll be one of the guys who rotates in. I've been pretty pleased with what I've seen from him. 
Um, I just think that the other guys have won the jobs over him. Mm-hmm. And this is where it gets interesting. Who are the other guys? Because there's like nobody on this roster that's ever seen the field. There's two guys that I want you to remember the name of. One of the guys is Blake Thompson. Okay. Blake Thompson is about six foot one, 120 pounds. He's a community college kid. He he only went for one year. He got some got some playing time. Blake Thompson has really shown out from what 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 I've heard in camp. He's probably going to be that a second string, safe uh, second string backup to either Anthony Johnson or Malik Verdon. Um, but what I've heard is don't don't expect a big drop off with a guy like him. He's going to perform well. I think he is going. He's either going to be a redshirt freshman, or uh, or a true sophomore. Let me let me double check that. I've heard a lot of good things about Blake Thompson. Um, is he going to get all the playing time in the world? Probably not, because we have enough guys. Uh, we, our starters will probably play majority of the game. Oh, he is a sophomore, mm-hmm. but um. I I love that they're getting these transfers in before they use up their full two years out of the community yes. college. Then. Yes, they're not coming in as juniors. And another guy, another um, – and he's also from down in Texas. He's from Blinn, uh, Blinn Community College down in Texas, which is the same community college that Xavier Hutchinson went to. Okay. Um, and then another guy, Travion McGee, who's from – he's actually from uh, – Detroit, but he played his uh, community college ball at um, Independence in Kansas, Independence Community College. Um, he played there. Uh, he he's about six foot two. Uh, let's see what he's listed at about two hundred pounds as well. I've heard both of them have really picked up the defense really well. Are making plays. We shouldn't expect. Maybe they not be. Maybe they're not making the crazy plays that you can. You would come to expect from guys, um, but uh, they're they're not going to be blowing coverages all game long and missing tackles. They're going to be reliable players that you can put in there when Bo Freeler and Anthony Johnson need a break. Sure. So. You can tell, and this, I've, I've mentioned this before, when this staff goes after community college guys, two things. They found a community college guy that they really, really like, and also a JUCO guy that they really, really like, and also it's a position that they're in dire need of. They're in dire need of it. Yeah. Bringing in two, two, two JUCO guys means that they know that they have a depth issue. <laughs> They know they have a depth issue and a talent issue, possibly. Um, at this case, more of a depth issue. But so we have a solid two deep. And then two other guys that I'll bring up are these two true freshmen. We have Trayvon Howard, who is from uh, uh, Minneapolis, but he played his high school ball at MI, or IMG Academy down in Florida. Okay. That prestigious school that kicks the shit out of everybody because they're a cheat cheating team or that gets all <laughs> shit. Now probably shouldn't bash Trayvon Howard's high school like that, but let's call it what it is. It's well, we're not bashing him. 
No, we're not bashing him because I've heard that he's going to get a lot of playing time this year. <laughs> he's really impressed. He's He came up in the spring. He's really impressed. I think he can fight his way into the two deep. Um, he's fighting with the other Juco guys and Mason Chambers to get into that two deep. Um, he's a guy who's really impressed. He's going to have to – obviously, he's going to have to learn the defense just like the other guys that are just coming in. But he's going to be one of those guys, like I mentioned before, that we're going to be talking about next year and the year after as, okay, yeah, we talked about him a little bit last year. They got a couple snaps. This year they're going to be amazing. They flashed a lot last year. This year they're going to be amazing. He's one of those guys that we're going to talk about a lot. Yeah. I mean, he had offers everywhere. He's originally committed to Northwestern. And then, which I don't know why, <laughs> but then he, he decided to decommit um, and come to Iowa State. Uh, he had uh, offers all over the place. Michigan State was another one that he had. Obviously, he had Minnesota. I can't remember the other ones. He had a lot of big-time offers, too. And then another true freshman that I really, really like, and he's going to be a guy that we're going to talk about a lot next year and the year after, is Jeremiah Cooper. Um, he's from down in Texas. He had a bunch of offers, a bunch of Power 5 offers. None of the, like none of really the big ones, but he had all your Texas Techs and Baylors and TCUs and Oklahoma State's all over, like all West Virginia's all over the Big 12, all over the – the ACC. He's one of those guys who accumulates everything, but he doesn't really get the high-end ones. I really like him. I think that he's going to be a stud. But from what I'm hearing, it's just going to take a little while. He needs. He need. He probably will need a redshirt year to grow out his body, and just to get ready to play uh, Big Twelve football. Let me look at what his weight is right now. Just curious. Just more of a project guy, yeah. Yeah, he's only he's only like one seventy five. So he needs to. He's from El Paso. He needs to grow up. I mean, grow, grow up. He needs to grow, fill out a little bit. Um, I think next year he'll be amazing, but down the line, like I think this year, I, I think that he's going to be taking the time to learn the ropes and and all that because he's he's a freak athlete, incredible <laughs> athlete. But, you know, some people need their redshirt year, and I think he's one of those guys who is like a Will McDonald. Yeah, we know when he comes in, he's incredibly talented. He just needs a year to figure it all out. So. Okay, well, we, we have one more. You're, we have your – oh, I, I was almost going to say your favorite position, but we can talk about your favorite position a little bit later. Um, but – uh. We have one more one more position group left, and I know I know you have a fond spot in your heart with this position. <laughs> what 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 do you think about the cornerbacks? <laughs> I think that that's probably. The, I mean, I'm not not telling you anything you don't already know. That that was the weakness last year. Yeah, I would tend I would tend to say it's the safeties, but. Go on. You thought so? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think that I think we had a cornerback spot that we couldn't figure out, but Anthony Johnson was fine. Uh, okay, so maybe this is just me bitching and moaning because I, I, I hate 
the dink and dunks that we allow and those quick outs to the flats that we just give a five yard cushion to. Yeah. We, 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 it's no different than letting a guy run up the middle and not getting him till he, till he hits your linebacker either. Yeah. So basically we, giving them an automatic second and five or third and three. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, again, it's flashbacks to the West Virginia game. That's exactly how we got beat down in that game was a quick five yards. And, and it reminds me, it reminded me too much of, you mentioned the Rhodes years playing against the Texas techs and the Oklahoma States and everybody else where they just knew our backs are going to sag off eight yards. Just take the four and see if you can make a man miss, take the four, see if you can make the man miss. If he does his job and tackles you, you still gained four yards of play and we didn't even have to work at it. That's one area of our game that how do do we have the guys that can just get right up in there on the line of scrimmage and hold their own? I don't know. We'll find out. Can, can we improve on last year's is, is what I'm hoping for really. It, it, ever since I came to Iowa state and been a fan, like, we can never figure out that second cornerback spot. Sure. And when we do, when like both guys have a great game, we usually win. We usually win. Well, when both guys have with, yeah, you, you got one side of the field that's just getting picked on. I mean, in 2018, when it was Anthony Johnson and Brian Peavy, you, they were unstoppable. It, it, I, That's all I want. I'm not asking for the moon. Just two lockdown corners. Just two lockdown corners. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but, but I mean, I, I have a hard time bitching about our defense because, apart from the opening drive, yeah, no the shit. opening uh, the opening quarter of every game where I just watch us allow the defense or the offense to march down to a degree, varying degrees on any given game, it seems like whenever we're within a touchdown at halftime in the last few years, I'm feeling pretty good about us winning the game. Yeah, yeah and so we- I, I I I have a real hard time bitching about our defense but if i was to bitch a little bit then i'd like to bitch about how we give up the dinks and dunks right over there on the flats and that's what i want everybody listening to know like like i know that our defense is really good Mm -hmm. and it has been good ever since campbell got here our offense couldn't do shit fuck against texas in the first half last last year and our defense kept us in that game we were down like seven to three at halftime or something right because they scored like a dumb like thing with uh xavier worthy we couldn't do shit on offense for an entire half it was so fresh i don't know if you remember how frustrating that was because the second half was totally different (laughs) I mean, we literally are watching it going, what are we doing out here? 
We play we play Texas with an Iowa State of old. We are down like twenty eight to three going into the half, and people are leaving. Well, bad news you, for Texas. You, I know you don't come back to the game. <laughs> hey, now. I know you go party in the tailgate lot, <laughs> like, which I would not blame you. This is, but that's Iowa State of old. I know that our defense. <laughs> I know that our defense, for even though it has some holes in it, I know that they're going to figure out a way. If we can, if we, if we can get the production. All right, maybe not. Production's not the right word. The fortitude from Miles Purchase, who I believe is going to start on one side, and TJ Tampa, who I believe is going to start on the other side. If we can get the fortitude out of them, if they can step up and be the athletes that they are, the crazy athletes. Everybody knows that Miles Purchase is one of my favorite prospects of all time. I thought he was the best prospect since Alan Lazard. I would probably say now that JJ Cole is probably the best prospect since Miles Purchase. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and, 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 Ta- and Tampa made a position change from what he was used to. So Tampa uh, made, made a crazy position change. Yeah, and so I, I, I have faith in him continuing to learn the mm-hmm. craft. I, I have faith that he, he'll be good. I have faith. I know that Miles Purchase will be good. Kayvon Kyle, it's his, it's his senior year. He's been good in spots. He's another year older. I have faith that him really learning the really learning the defense and him having a solid safety safety uh, group will help him immensely as well because he's going to need to play a lot. Another guy who's going to need to play a lot who actually came over from the uh, the offensive side, Darian Porter, six foot four, fastest player on the team. I think that he um, – and fastest player on the team, I mean, because they, they did some testing and he was the fastest guy. There's another guy, Karan Adams, who would probably beat him. I don't think he did the – I didn't. I don't think he did the testing, though. Um, six foot four, fastest guy on the team. I think that that is really difficult um, to scheme against if you're an ex-receiver. Mm-hmm. Um you better be making cuts that can totally bro- blow the doors off because he'll be catching back up to you. Um, he's going to be a really good piece in uh, as a backup option. And from what, what it sounds like, he's been really grasping this very well. So you could, you may be able, we may be able to consider him to be a starter. Now, is he going to start? I probably, I probably doubt it, especially at the beginning of the season, but Hey, Marchie, welcome back. Yes, sir. Welcome. Oh, thank, you, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank It kind of went a little off the rails while you've been gone, but we're talking about the quarterbacks. <laughs> that, that happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had an emergency, man. I had to sure, make sure, sure my pops was good. So, oh, okay. Yep. So, we, uh, is he doing all right? Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He was just locked out of the crib. Okay. okay. So I have I have a key to his, his the crib, so I just have sure. to let him. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a hot day to be locked out. 
Yeah, so I, he was like, hey, where are you? So I had to get up and go. <laughs> uh, that's, that's better than what I was assuming. I figured you had too many chili dogs or something. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how. he. I guess he said he left it in the house and he was about to leave, go somewhere. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We're back. <laughs> Yeah, we, we're talking about the cornerbacks right now. We, we've gone through all the, the defensive positions and we're kind of wrapping up the cornerbacks and we're talking about how – like, we we as Cyclone fans, we've always been watching the Cyclones where we'll have a good cornerback on one side and the other guy may not be up to par with the rest of the Big 12. So mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of <laughs> – who are those guys going to be that that might have us, you know, will we be able to compete in the Big 12 this year? I, I Miles Purchase. I have uh, I'll, Purchase. I'll, say, I'll say this about the corner position. Um, sure. Talked about this uh, the other night. Um, if I think the, the biggest positions for the defense, the biggest question marks on the defense is one of them is the corner position. Um, I think that if we can solidify that spot, I think we can, we can definitely, um, be a pretty good defense this year. Um, Mm -hmm. I think with Miles Purchase and TJ Tampa, they're really going to have to set their, they're going to have to stamp, um, that they've arrived this year with that defense, um, and, and them being in the corner spots. I think our I think our secondary is a question mark, kind of just because of the really mainly the corners um, with um, a or is it I'm tripping right now I'm having a brain fart. It's who moved to safety? Oh, uh, Anthony, Anthony yeah, right. Johnson, and then um, I'm hearing things about like <clears throat> Bo uh, playing safety, and then also the Malik Verdon. Um, the red shirt freshman also playing like the boundary safety as mm-hmm. well. Um, so with that being said, though, I mean, I don't really know too much about Malik, but we know that Anthony Johnson and Bo can, can pretty much play. My challenge is to, to those two, the safeties is what are we going to do um, when we, when we have to cover? I think those, those are question marks that, you know, it's different than being a corner when you're at safety, a little bit more space, a little bit more room. Um, so that, that'll that be interesting. I know the defense may may tailor that and may not let that happen. But still, with these offenses and these offensive coordinators, they find ways to um, put their players in positions to have one-on-one matchups. So when they do have that, are we winning those matchups? Um, but I think it comes down to our corners being able to solidify and stamp um, that they've arrived in this defense. So TJ Tampa and Miles Purchase, if they are having good uh, a good camp, because also with them playing corner, they're going up against one of the best wide receivers in the country, Nick Xavier Hutchinson, every day. So they're practicing against that. So if if I'm hearing in camp that they're doing pretty well, then I'm I'm going to be a little bit more confident going to the first game that those guys can get the job done. I think TJ Tampa is showing flashes. Um, I don't really – I don't remember seeing too much of Miles Purchase last year, but 
Um, I think TJ Tampa really shows some flashes. I think he's very athletic as what, what we've seen on like social media and, and in the and in the football games this past year. I think now it's more of a knowing the defense being a and being efficient with his technique, especially in just man-to-man situations or in zone coverage as well. Um, but yeah, I think the corner position is is probably defense defensively and I think along with the D-line and I'm talking like um, the opposite edge and then honestly the backups those are the two biggest questions on the defense because I think our linebackers they I probably talked about this I think our linebackers will be pretty good Um, I think with Orion coming back that kind of holds steady with our defense and our linebackers and all three of those guys have played a lot a lot of football so um yeah that's our know, deepest I'm, I'm not group. right so that's probably our deepest group as far as our defense um but our, our i mean our secondary could be just as deep as well we just got to see it and it the only way they're going to be as deep is if both of our corners are out there solidifying locking stuff up so i think the corner position um, and really just the whole secondary could be the biggest question mark going into this year. Um, and like I said, if those two corners can, you know, do their jobs, lock things up and be sure tacklers as well, because, you know, in coach Haycock's defense, it, it asks the corners to come down and, and make sure that they can, they're making their tackles. So if they can do that, then I think that it puts his defense in a in a different realm, and I think we could be one of the top in the Big Twelve. We can just do that alone. Mm-hmm. I can get on board with that. Yeah, well, Kevin already knows this, but like my favorite, my two favorite recruits coming in the twenty twenty one class, and maybe in a long time, were Miles Purchase and Bo Freeler, and it just so happens that they're both from Colorado and they knew each other growing up. Um, I, I think that Miles Purchase, I think he'll take the next step. I, I think he's really, really talented. He 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 struggled a little bit in spots last year, but I from what I saw, I was very, very pleased with him as a true freshman coming in to be a reliever. Um I think he'll take the next step. And I think the guys uh behind Tavon Kyle and Darian Porter, I think they're gonna get plenty of playing time. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see what Darian Porter can do. There's another guy and we, we kind of know how Matt Campbell is. There's, there's another guy who's true, a true freshman. We kind of know how Matt Campbell is. He not only does, is, does he value honor in the players that he recruits honor, trustworthiness, um, being a good person basically, but he also kind of wants to be that while he's on the recruiting trail. How likely do you think it would be for him to take a player that is committed to uh, Toledo from people that he knows? Do you think he's going to do that very often? Well, didn't he take guys with him when he came to Iowa State? Well, he took guys with him, but, I mean, now, like today. Like, Jason Candle is still the head coach of Toledo – and there's still other guys who were on his staff that are still on staff at Toledo. Do you think that Matt Campbell will often steal players from Toledo that are committed to Toledo? Uh, 
not if he feels like he's got just as good of an opportunity at a similar prospect. Or if he thinks that the prospect is really stinking good. Yeah. We, we, there's another guy, his name's Terrell Crosby. He's down from Lake, he's from Lakewood, uh, Lakewood, Florida. Same high school as TJ Tampa. He's a true freshman this year. Um, he played one year of corner down in Florida, down in Lakewood. So this is near Tampa. He's playing the best teams, the best, the best teams in Florida. And he had 10 interceptions. He played one year of corner his senior year. He played wide receiver the rest of his time growing up. They moved him to cornerback. He had 10 interceptions. And I think he took like six of them to the house. He could, he was committed to Toledo and Matt Campbell and company said, yeah, we, we can't, <laughs> we can't let coach candle, uh, Jason candle take, uh, take this guy. We got to go get him. He's one of my guys who I would say he'll, he'll, I think he'll play some some spots this year. But maybe next next year he'll definitely get a lot more playing time. But he's one of those guys who I'd say keep an eye on because he has the athletic ability and the talent to really flash. And we'll we'll have to see how he doesn't doesn't camp. So, I'm really excited about him. I think he's going to burn his red shirt. He's a he's a really special. I mean, ten interceptions in a season. Give me a break in that conference. Give me a break. I mean, he's playing. I mean, he's literally playing Greg Gaines's team and other really really talented teams like Tampa Jesuit and other places. So, unless anybody has anything else to say about the defense, uh, do you want to touch on special teams for? Two seconds. We're gonna kick it to the moon. Chase always. We know who the returners are. I think Jalen Knowles is gonna be the returner for both. I think he'll do a fine job. Um we don't need to talk about special teams, man. Make kicks, <laughs> kick the ball to make it a touchback, punt the ball as far as you can. If you can drop it inside 10, 15, 20, cool, great. Here we go. It's pretty much it. it. We we got our returners are going to be returners. Don't drop the punt. Don't drop. Don't fumble the kickoff. Simple. Maybe give the guy a block so we can actually run one. Why would we do that, Kev? Anyway, um, the the only thing I'll highlight is this year. um, I don't know if we have a dedicated coach. I don't know if that's what he is, Um, but we have a specialist dedicated to let me look him up dedicated to the special teams uh well it is an area for improvement when we're trying to when we're trying to play field position like we are or have been wanting to do anyways mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say his last name. Let's gonna call him John B. Because I can't I don't know how to say his last name, but he's our special teams analyst. He's gonna be the guy in charge of special teams. Um, we have a true freshman in Tyler Perkins, who's probably gonna be our punter. Uh both the, we have but but both kicking jobs are wide open. I, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat as Marchie. We know what Tory Taylor can do to us. Oh. 
let's just boot it to the moon. Let's corner coffin it. Let's not even let's not even think about it. Yeah, like where we like special teams. Just do your job. Don't don't put us in situations where we're putting our defense in the bad spot. We're putting our bat offense in the bad spot. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's that simple. Just maybe don't, don't. Maybe just, don't rugby kick look, it sideways. Just don't mess it up. Don't mm. mess it up. You know, don't <laughs> don't mess it up. Yeah. You know, like special teams is up. is a good thing. If we can if we can block some kicks, yep. if we can block field goals. You know, those are things that you know can win us a game. Um, but as far as you know, punting, kicking, make kicks, make PATs, make field goals. Cool. Uh, on kickoff, kick the ball off, kick it it to the back of the end zone. I don't want them returning it. All right, kick right. it. Um, punt, <laughs> punt the ball within in ten yards. If we're too far back to where we can't do that, just punt it as far as you can, and just make tackles. Uh, I mean, it's not that hard. We don't. You know, people have special teams is very important, but at the end yeah. of the day, it's something that if you have to talk a lot about it, then it's a problem. So I'd much rather it be something that you yeah. know people kind of all right, you know, it's not talked about because it isn't uh it hasn't been messing us up. That was what that I was sense. about to say was it your specialists are a lot like your offensive line. If I'm talking about you, it's because I saw you screwed up. <laughs> or you did something amazing, but that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I uh, Thankless job is what it is. <laughs> it's a thankless job. That's 100%. Um, I, uh, the, the one thing I'll say is Matt Campbell preaches all the time winning in the margins. And show it. Special, special teams, teams is oh, that's the margins. If you if you're gonna win in the margins, you have to win at special teams. And we gotta we gotta follow what Marchie said. Just make the kick, do the job. I I don't remember if Marchie if you played with a guy named Levi Peters, but you de- we all definitely know who Rory Walling is. I mean Levi Peters was the Rory Walling before Rory Walling game came here just a guy who gives a hundred percent effort every time they get on the field a hundred percent effort and that's what we need from all the special team guys all all 11 of them need to give a hundred percent effort because it's an important play it's just as important as every play on offense and defense we shouldn't be talking about it that much but it's something that the fans talk about. I I, I don't know who's going to win these battles. So who's I, returning I, I, one I first? Who's returning one first to the house? Jalen or Eli? Fuck. Um, They're probably both going to send at least two of them back. I'd probably say Eli because Eli's faster. Just, just in case, just where he, if he gets a crease, he's gone. Um, Jalen, I think... He, he's fast. He's not as fast. He doesn't have that blistering speed. But, yeah. Anyway, yep. I'm done with talking about special teams. I'm just going to get upset if we keep talking about <laughs> there it. There we go. Jeez Louise. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Um, Let's go. I, it's almost time. 
it's man we got less than a month got less than a month all right guys let's wrap it up go cyclones go state thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.